one sat alone beside the highway begging his eyes were blind the light he could not see he clutched his old rags and shivered in the shadows then jesus came and bade his darkness flee it's time to open the word once again with evangelist lester roloff on the family altar program for all is changed when jesus comes to stay have your bible turn with me please to the book of matthew the book of matthew i'd like to introduce the message tonight by saying that a british corporation have built a boat they say 370 feet 371 feet long <coughs> brother lm 371 feet long now i believe that's 71 feet longer than a city block 371 feet long it's a rescue boat and it will not sink if it capsizes it writes itself because of the construction and the arrangement of the hull, and nobody will drown. They just stay with the boat, stay with the boat. All of us are crossing the sea of life, and we're on board some boat. Now then, will your boat sink? What would it take to sink your boat tonight? Would sorrow do it? Would disappointment in a friend do it? Would... Uh, the loss of health do it? What would it take to sink your boat tonight? You remember when they made the Titanic? But I'll tell you one thing. Before the Titanic reached the other side, they tell me that they were singing and playing, Nearer, my God, to thee, while she was going down. And 1,600 people buried themselves in water. What kind of boat are you on tonight? I want to talk to you about something that's despised, hated, rejected, misused, abused, and yet Jesus loves it. I want to talk to you about something that no man could start and no man can keep it going, and yet I'm a part of it. I'm going to talk to you about the only boat that'll be above the water when this thing's all over, and it's about all over. I heard on the radio a while ago, 18,000 men and women locked up in the prison system of Texas. And yet you think you're having a hard time, don't you? Think of living your life in the prison. Went to the jail this week, 179 people in the county jail, one jail here in Corpus. 179. That's nearly more than 100, almost 100 more than used to be when I went down there. It's on the increase. Whatever we've got hadn't solved our problem. Our educational system, our denominational program, it hasn't met the needs of the people. We've tried several shortcuts. They never work. A shortcut is worse than no cut at all. A shortcut is a compromise. I'm asking a question in this message, and we've had some uh, three songs on the broadcast. I'm asking you this question. What kind of a boat are you riding on? I know what it is to have my boat to sink. I know what it is to swim ashore in the dark of night. 
I know what it is to get off from my boat and couldn't find my way back to it in the dark of the night. And that taught me a lesson that when I went floundering, especially in an open bay, I left, I had two lanterns. One I left on the bow of the boat and one I took floundering with me. And the way I could find my boat was to look and see the lights shining. And that's one way, that's one way you can tell how to get on the right boat. It's always got a light on it. Amen. You'll never find your way to the boat I'm talking about through the dark of sin. You'll never figure it out. You'll never be smart enough to comprehend its location. And tonight I'm preaching on the boat that will not sink. I know what it is to run a boat aground. And it just might as well not have a propeller when it run it aground. I mean, it's stuck right there. Yes, I'm talking about a boat that will not run aground. And Brother L.M. is considered, Brother L.M. Dyson is considered, and I imagine Beverly uh, is about as adept as he is because she goes about everywhere he goes in this boat business. And many years ago, and he wouldn't mind me telling this little story. I'd forgotten all about it till he told me about it. I really had. He came to the study, and he wanted to get in the boat business. And of all the people to come to, he came to this preacher and asked me to loan him a little money. And I knew it'd have to be a little. But because of my confidence in him, he tells me, though I've forgotten all about it, he tells me that I loaned him some money. And he started in the boat business. And now then, he has quite a bunch of boats. I mean, long boats, big boats. And Jimmy Storms and these boys with their uh, offshore drilling rigs and company believe that he is uh, one of the greatest boatmen on the Gulf Coast. But he's learned it the hard way. He's learned it by working, staying with it. And he talks about those boats uh, like they're human beings. He calls them all she. I don't know why. I never have figured that out. Why they call a boat she. I can make some guesses, but it probably wouldn't make me any more popular than I am. <laughs> so I'll just drop that. What kind of boat are you on tonight? What kind of sea will your boat go on? Bible said, over in the book of Mark, said there were other little ships. It don't make it. I'm not interested in how long your boat is. I'm not asking you uh, just how it's constructed. I just, main thing I want to know is whose boat is it? Who's the captain of your ship? A lot of boats have gone down that never would have gone down if the captain had known how to operate the boat. I'll tell you something else. When you lose your power, when you lose your power, and, and, and one of the ways to keep your boat up on top is to properly use your power. We had an airboat, and the most dangerous thing we've ever had, I'm telling you, 13 feet long, made out of tremendous material. You could shoot a, a rifle, a high-powered rifle in the side of it and never go through it. But that didn't mean it's seaworthy, and I found that out. Now, that boat would do real good in mud, and I know some people like that. They run better in mud than they do in deep water. <laughs> yeah, they can bog around just like a mullet or a crab out in the edge, but you get them off in the deep water and let the waves come, 
I tell you, that is some dangerous book. But I tell you what you could do. If you put all the power that it had and it would really run, I mean, it had just some engine and get that propeller going. But when you cut that power, you better be sure that you were not in rough water or even deep water. It is better and run faster in water just about an inch deep. Now, I don't call that much of a boat, really. That's just uh, sort of a monstrosity out in the water. What kind of boat are you in? And that's what I'm, I'm thinking of reading my text now. Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. Going to be a question raised, and Jesus is going to raise the question and let somebody give the answer. Verse 13, Matthew 16, 13, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. John, Elijah, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. If you put those three men together and take their qualities and virtues, take everything good out of these men, and the best prophet are all the prophets, put them all together, you couldn't make a man as good as Jesus. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You notice those three definite and direct articles? Three these, the Christ, the Son, the living God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, Petros, at means rock. And upon this rock I will build my church and it will not sink. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I'll give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever shall thou, thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I heard in a newscast this week where they caught a man with $12 million worth of heroin. $12 million. Confiscated the dope, put him in the jail, and somebody stole the heroin from the jailhouse. <laughs> Somebody wanted dope because they could get money for it. Think about it. If every man was saved and satisfied and sanctified, the liquor traffic would all die tonight. You'd say, don't you think that a Christian could drink a little 
Not if he had the right kind of experience with Christ, he wouldn't drink a little. You'd say, Brother Olaf, don't you think maybe that a little marijuana or maybe just a little trip on acid wouldn't hurt? All of it's of the devil. Amen. The people on board this ship I'm talking about tonight, they do not indulge in that. That leads me to say something else. You'll never get people on this ship that I'm on except through the new birth. You've got to show your birth certificate. And you weren't born with the birth certificate I'm talking about. I don't know why it's so strange. Before you go to distant lands, you've got to have a birth certificate. And before you go to that distant land called heaven, you're going to have to have a birth certificate. But praise God, I'm a citizen up there now. Never have been to my country where my citizenship is. The Bible said my citizenship is in heaven. When I got born again, I became a citizen of two lands, the land down here and the land up yonder. He said, I'll give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. That's why I love the church above all the lodges. A man said to me today, I'm a member of a certain club. I've got a perfect attendance record. Never missed one time, not one time. And I mean, he's been going probably for 20 or 30 years. He's never missed one meeting. He's so proud of it but he sure did smell like tobacco. He's worked with boys and so forth, but he never has really known the reality of spiritual living. I belong to one thing in this world, and that's the church of the Lord or a church of the Lord Jesus Christ. You never get me. Here's the thing about it. I don't have any trouble staying out of the lodges and clubs because I don't know any of them that wants me. I'm not bragging about them. I'm just simply saying they wouldn't want me in there because every time they trotted out something that wasn't right, I'd trot up and say, you ought not to do that. That's the reason I had to walk out of the Ministerial Alliance many years ago in Corpus Christi, Texas. Let me tell you something, buddy. The church, when she began to win popularity contests with the world, she lost out with God. And when the women in our churches began to dress like men and the preachers got silent about it, and when the men began to dress like a bunch of hippies and a bunch of women, then we lost out with God. Now then, the churches, many of them are homosexual churches. Many of them have their psychedelic rooms, television centers, lounges, and all the rest of the worldly entertainment. But I tell you one thing, they don't have the power of God they used to have. Amen. And never will have. Talking about the ship, it won't sink. And with this new auditorium sitting over here, don't you think people are just going to see a full-page ad in the paper and say, whoo, we've been waiting for that. We're going out there to... Oh, no. They might drift in and then blow out. <laughs> Brother, we're not going to build a church where lost people will feel comfortable. And where the worldly goats will want to come, we'll have to win them to Christ before they'll enjoy it. That's where the New Testament church was. Amen. We're not going to give saddle ponies away, bridles. We're not going to give a bunch of trinkets and toys away. We're going to give them the gospel. If that's not enough, we don't ever have enough. We're not going to be able to broaden the narrow road. The Bible said narrow is the way and straight the gate leads to life eternal. F-E-W. 
I never did like that, but it's still in there. Broad is the road, he said, that leads to destruction. Many there be that go in there. You won't change that. People don't love the narrow road till they get in Jesus. When they, when they know him, they love the narrow road. They love the things of the Lord. What about the church? I'm talking about the church. I'm interested in the local church. I don't care much about denominations and so forth because they're all marked for death, every one of them. The Catholics died out many years ago as far as their power is concerned. Episcopalians, Church of England is just a shadow. Methodist Church, Baptist, the Assembly of God, the Nazarenes. I know I'm on the radio. Name the denomination and watch it. When we begin to give our loyalty to an organization instead of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit stretches his wings, circles maybe once over the church and gets the secretary to come and write Ichabod. The glory has departed from you. God's not going to play second fiddle to anybody or anything. He's a jealous God. And we can talk about a one world church and a one world government and a one world bank. That's all a part of Satan's system. We can talk about union. Old song, you know, it said when I Talking about uh, as I go into the Union Depot. Ain't no Union Depot. I never sing it like that. I sing it when I go into the only depot. A lot of people say, well, I'm going to take the Methodist line. <laughs> I'm going to go the Baptist route. Brother, there's not any Baptist route. Amen. Right. Just one way to be saved, and that's to come to Jesus. But when I get through saying all that, and I hope our radio friends will be tuned in for... Uh, the next broadcast, because uh, it'll take more time than I've had already to preach on the church. I believe in the local church and the local pastor. And I'm old enough to remember the day when the local church had the right of way. That was the time when the school system never sponsored anything on Wednesday night. That was prayer meeting night. Wasn't a picture show in town that opened its doors on Wednesday night or on Sunday night. That's the Lord's day. That's prayer meeting time. The man who ran the picture show may not go to prayer meeting, but he didn't open his picture show on prayer meeting night. There was a time when the church was pure and clean and had on her robes of separation, and the world may not have loved it, but she respected it. But there was another time when the church began to go to the world, and when they did that, the, church, the world quit going to the church. And we're there now. Same thing Jesus said. If the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It's thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of man. And that's where we are right now, whether you like it or don't like it. Clergymen, preachers, ministerial alliance, and the whole kit and caboodle of us when we get away from Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and give up the invaluable word of God, the world lose respect for us. Brother, that was a time when the old prophet had access to the king's palace. Not because he wanted anything the king had, but because the king needed the wisdom of the prophet of God. That was a time when the king would say, Send for Daniel. Let Daniel be called. They tell me that he's got the spirit of God. Let him be called. Old Daniel come a walking up. And said, Present. 
What is your request? Oh, he said, you see the handwriting on the wall, said Shirasi. Can you read it? He said, read it in a glance. Already read it. He said, tell me what it says. He said, wait till I get through preaching. He said, get braced, buddy. And old brother Daniel stood there and preached a message, didn't he? That old king trembled like an aspen leaf blown in the wind. His old knees smote together. That's right, knocking the tune like drums. <laughs> Daniel said, stay hitched and stay put. I've got a word to say unto thee. He said, your daddy had a kingdom, didn't he? Old Belshazzar said, yes. Whom he would he slew, whom he would he put down, whom he would he set up. He had all power, didn't he? He could kill a man and get by with it. And he said, there came a day when he hardened his heart and stiffened his neck against God and said, with my might and my power and my hands, I've gotten all this property and all this power. This majesty's mine. Begin to strut like a turkey gobbler, like a peacock with his plumes dragging on. God came along and said, you fool. I'll jerk you off of your throne. He reached out and got him and pitched him in the pasture and said, now go with the animals for a while. That's what you're acting like. And Daniel said, you know what happened to him, don't you? His fingers begin to grow like bird claws and his hair like feathers. And his body was wet with the dew of heaven. And he ate grass like the oxen. Can you see the king out there crawling around, grazing on the grass? That was better than his wine. That was better than his greasy meat in the palace. At least he got well out there in the pasture. Come on. Talk about a daily grass salad. That's what he had. Until he realized that God was God not only in heaven but on earth. He said, you remember that? Yes, he said, I heard my dad talk about it. fact is, he might have remembered it. He might have been left as a little orphan boy while his dad, they said, was insane. That's back in the days when the cow pasture was a psycho ward. I better stop there. Nevertheless, he said, you knew all of this, didn't you, in your heart? But thou hast not humbled thyself. You didn't profit by your dad's mistakes, did you? Now then, he said, you know what you've done? You've come down to your palace that you think you own and operate, and you've sent up yonder and got the golden vessels out of the sacred place, and you have started drinking wine, and you've got your concubines and servants and friends, and now then they're a bunch of drunkards and idiots just uh, stumbling all over the place. Now then, You've been feasting and playing when you ought to have been fasting and praying. And he said, you know what that says up there? Your kingdom's gone. The Assyrians are knocking at your gate now. And you'll never see another sunrise. And he said, more than that, you're weighed in the balances and found wanting. Not enough merit in your soul to balance the scales of God. He preached to him. He preached to him. He told the truth. And that night... The king was killed. What kind of ship are you on tonight? Belshazzar's ship sank. His ship of politics, popularity, wine drinking, earthly power, all of it went down in one dark night. And the kingdom was shattered and the Assyrian army came busting through the gates that night and took over. Are you on the right ship tonight?
Jesus is the captain of the right ship. You get on board by faith in him to own the tickets you need. Thank you for joining us today on the Family Altar Program with Lester Roloff.